How does her arm bend like that? I don't know, but it's pretty good. At a glance, though, it looks like it's correct, which is all I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> Am I doing the right sport? Uh, yeah, sure. sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> this is the Super Bowl pregame show, uh, hosted by yours truly, the Superhero Slate Podcast. Uh, I would suggest, if you're here for insightful football insights uh, and trivia and statistics about the, <laughs> the game of football, you're not going to find it here. Yeah, nope, nope, um, you came to the wrong show. We're sorry. As we, as we say in every intro, um, we talk about everything uh, in between. Uh, we're talking about everything in between the game of the Super Bowl. So all of the commercials and between all the trailers. Between kickoff, start off, and the Mass Singer Season 3 premiere, we got you covered. Oh, is that happening right after the Super it Bowl? It, in fact, is. Isn't it? Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I always I always forget that like one of the big bonuses of a network getting the Super Bowl contract is they get all of those viewers uh, to funnel in like right after the game to whatever show that they're trying to push. I remember there's been like lots of pilots yeah. that are put right after to be like, oh, this show will take off as long as we get like even 10% of the Super Bowl audience to watch it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So it's always funny to see the the, the strategy well, there, you know. What's interesting is, you know, I watched The Mass Singer um, seasons one and two. In season one, I just kind of was like, ah, this is, looks interesting. I'll check it out kind of thing. Um, and, and, you know, it was, it was fun uh, to watch with people. And then I found my coworkers were watching it. So, you know, like you can you, it's water cooler talk, Mike, if, if we had a water cooler. Um, but uh, it's interesting that season two just ended not hardly a month ago. Um, so they're like really cranking these shows out. But I mean, what what really is at stake here? What kind of production value do they need? Get four judges and people in costumes. Yeah, I think the so. costume. I'm sure the costume designers have a guild or a union, and they're probably just ecstatic that uh, costumes are on the air again. Extravagant, very imaginative costumes. So uh, good for well, them. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to pull some superhero names in, some superhero actors into this show because they they keep getting <laughs> bigger. Season two had bigger names. Uh, Wayne Brady won season two. Spoiler alert! But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what's going on. Yeah, but this is our pregame show, so we're going to talk about some trailers that we might expect to see during the game, talk about what commercials we think we're going to see, maybe what tropes normally pop up during the game, and of course we always like to talk about snacks. This is just yeah. a big pop culture media night, which is nuts since it's all anchored around football. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought we would just get this out of the way, we'll do our one football thing. I don't really know anything about the teams, but I do know who who's playing which is the San Francisco 49ers yes. and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, Chris, uh, I mean, it helps even if you aren't invested. It helps to at least have a team to root for because it kind of anchors you to the couch a little bit more than usual. So is there a particular team that you're rooting Man. for? Do you think anyone has an advantage? I mean, we're not the people this, to ask. This is real Sophie's just... choice this year for me. <laughs> Neither of these have brain recognition for me, uh, if I could be honest. I mean, if anything, you know, we, we – it's uh, we get a better show when we take opposing sides mike so how about we take the the teams that are closest to us oh okay i'm closer to kansas city and you're closer to 
to uh, you know, San Francisco. You know, that's perfect. My favorite kind of statistical website out there is 538, and they do a lot of uh, polling, and they analyze a lot of data to kind of give you a mathematical answer to a lot of questions out there. So they're pretty heavy on politics right now, but they also do sports because I believe ESPN owns the website, uh, which is like a subsidiarity of Disney, which is always crazy to think about. Um so I was originally going to go for the Kansas City Chiefs just because I know so little about football. So I know a little bit about the San Francisco 49ers, but that means I knew nothing about the Kansas City Chiefs at all. So I was like, oh, that means they must kind of be an underdog. I like rooting for the underdog. But then I went on 538 and I saw that um, the Kansas City Chiefs are actually favored to win. So I'll gladly root for the 49ers out here because it seems like they'll be the underdog on Sunday. So I like rooting for the underdog. Yeah, I, I mean, I use, um, was it Oz Shark, I think is where I, I pulled mine from. And it's like, Chiefs is up like fifty four point five uh, to mm-hmm. like San Francisco, whatever the rest of that is, like forty five point five for them. So I'm like, it's like a it's like a presidential election right now, Mike. Uh, it's very it's too <laughs> close to call until the end of the. I mean, at the end of the day, I can even even though I'm not invested in football, I I can enjoy watching a thrilling game. So I hope there's a lot of scoring, a lot of turnovers, a lot of touchdowns because you know that's that's what I want to watch uh, in between my commercials. You know, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. Occasional fumbles, um, t- touchdowns, um, turnovers. Apple turnovers are my favorite kind of turnover in a football game. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a that's a that's a great segue to <laughs> to talk about snacks here real quick. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to be out of town this weekend, but I will be arriving back to my home on Sunday to to watch the game. But uh, we're going to be eating a lot of like snacks and indulging in a, in a lot of stuff on Friday and Saturday. So it might be a lighter snack day for me on the Super Bowl. But we're bringing kind of all of my favorite types of things on this trip. So I'm going to be having really delicious fondue which uh <laughs> is just melted cheese that you dip stuff into um i think i've talked about this before on the about show last week, yeah because the captain america uh, reference about do you fondue oh yeah there's also this um uh, I, I feel like it's a midwest dish just because i feel like whenever there's like a recipe that comes out of a magazine that makes no sense like the midwest loves it and that's veggie pizza which is not pizza with vegetables on it it's like you bake croissants flatly like from a tube it, and that's kind of like your it's crust. like a veggie tray on a croissant isn't it yeah exactly then there's kind of like a cream cheese spread that has like a ranch flavoring okay, in it. Got, if it's ranch is midwestern you know this yeah and then you just put like kind of these uh raw diced up vegetables on it it's actually really good uh so we'll be bringing some of that and i've actually had that at uh super bowl parties before because i really like it so um i think there's gonna be some pozole this weekend too, which is um, a, a delicious Mexican soup. I haven't tradi- traditionally had it for the Super Bowl, but if anybody knows how to whip any of that stuff up, uh, soups can still be good on the Super Bowl. It doesn't have to be uh, finger foods, but Chris, I know you're gearing up over at oh, your yeah. place. you got like an air fryer now. you got an Instant Pot. Oh, you're ready I mean, to just crank out snacks at a moment's notice. I mean, I am, I'm ready. Uh, we're hosting this year. Uh, it goes back and forth uh, for for that um so um my in-laws are coming over and um i i've been testing this week different foods to cook in this brand new air fryer and i have um i wouldn't say perfected but i've got my wings down to an art mike my my chicken Ooh. wings uh the the trick here is just to cook them in there so they're all cooked evenly and then you douse them in the sauce when they get out of the cooker Ooh, so. i love dousing food dousing is just such a good uh, verb when yeah. it comes to something you eat <laughs> yeah it's, it's not quite drowning but you're almost there 
Um, I also tried yesterday some um, shrimp, air frying some like coconut style shrimp. Oh, okay. Uh, um, th- that came out really well. It's a little drier. I need to use the panko instead of regular breadcrumbs, if you know the difference. But mm-hmm. that, that was my fault. I was using what I had to test this out, right? I'm not, not going to eat undercooked food. We got pigs in a blanket coming out, Mike. You Ooh, know, Solid. Solid choice. Yep. Um, I believe there will be some sort of chips and dip, but I mean... Last time we made too much stuff, so I think we're gonna scale back a little bit. And then if we worst case scenario, we'll order pizza. So yeah, in uh in my experience, even though I love snacks at Super Bowls, they typically don't carry over very well. Usually, I'm gorging myself on the day, so I don't even want to look at the leftovers the next day. Uh, especially since the next day is a Monday, usually the guilt eating day of uh trying to undo what you did before. Um, yeah, so, uh, cook appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. Plan, plan ahead. Uh, less, less is more in, in some situations. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that, that right now, but I'm very excited for snacks. We, we all know that. Yeah. However, but I, I, I was going to say, I guess before we, we jump into the show, I just wanted to remind everybody since you might see, be seeing this episode in your newsfeed before our normal Sunday episode, we will be recording Again, like we usually do every week, hot off the post-game show of the Super Bowl. So stay tuned, stay subscribed, and come back. And we'll be talking about all of these trailers that premiered over the night, see how many of of the predictions uh, we got right. So stay tuned. Yes, and and, you know, just trailers, uh, not trailers, but commercials in general. Uh, Mm -hmm. Speaking of commercials, Mike, did you know this year, record high for commercial spots on national television. $5.6 $5.6 million per 30 seconds. Wow. That is intense. I, I've I've started to hear this term out there called the, um, maybe the untouchables or the, un, no, unreachables. Like they're starting to call like this new generation coming up, like the, the Gen Zers, the millennials, the unreachables, just because they don't watch traditional commercials. You got to get them any other way you can. So the last vestige of eyeballs out there in normal broadcast TV, like pretty much is the Super Bowl. So I got to imagine as kind of like the supply of eyes gets scarcer and scarcer, uh, the price for these 30 second spots are just going to keep going up. Yeah, exactly. And so I, my, my guess is though, we're going to hit a bubble on this Mike because we'll, we'll talk about some, some trailers later, but like, you know, is it just easier enough to put it on the internet during the Super Bowl because most people are going to rewatch things there? Yeah, or just put it on the internet like way before the Super Bowl. Um, there's a commercial that Brian Cranston is starring in, parodying a very famous movie. I won't say the movie, so you can kind of be surprised, but it keeps auto playing in my Instagram feed. And if you look at the description under the video, it says, "Here it is. Our Super Bowl ad is now live." And I'm like, "I saw this on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't want to watch this yet. Like, I don't have a chip in my hand. I'm like, just take we, going we, to the bathroom we right now. We want to go spoiler free <laughs> into the Super Bowl, Mike." Like that's that's our only goal here. Yeah, so I, th- this is like the most first world problem ever. Like, please uh, advertise your multi-million dollar commercial to me appropriately. Yeah. But I don't know. What are you going to do, man? Right. <laughs> 5.6 million just to air it, not even produce these commercials. Like, that's the worst mm-hmm. part. Uh, just to put in, 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 in reference here, the movie Moonlight uh, was in the Oscars last year, right? Or two years mm-hmm. ago. Only cost $1.2 million to make. You can make five Moonlights <laughs> for the cost it, it takes to make a commercial. And, yeah, and, and probably yeah. throw in maybe one or two other Moonlights just to produce said commercial. Yeah, exactly. It, it's quite it's quite the conundrum. But I do want to go ahead and use this opportunity. If you are in southern Indiana, I my voice is in three commercials this year. 
on the local uh, network for Super Bowl. So um, I've hit my my dream. My dream was to make a commercial in the Super Bowl. We have six airing, and I'm in three of them. Yeah, so so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is like a magnetic wave fitness product, right? uh, Yes, fitness for uh, humans, horses, and animals. Um, Leans into the, like, it's like an over-the-counter massage device is what it looks like essentially uh-huh. comes down to so yes and the, and uh, just just to clarify yeah. uh, you're not trying to uh uh walk on the shark tank here this is for the the company you work for correctly that is that is correct yep <laughs> i didn't want people to start oh if chris is successful enough he'll abandon the podcast to uh go off as an yeah, entrepreneur no. well the funny part is that i was recording these voices and i don't just use my podcast voice right for everything or my daily voice i was trying to uh-huh. throw in some very dramatic tones and they're like, trying to judge it up yeah and they were like who did this voiceover i'm like well that was me like there's no way i'm like we we record a podcast weekly i can throw my voice if i need to man the second this commercial this commercial airs on your resume you can put commercial voice actor exactly super bowl spots the little asterisk there so i'm excited i'm excited for that so if you're in the louisville southern indian area keep keep your eye on that on on fox eight i believe 8 19 p.m is our super bowl spot so uh check the rest out throughout the day on that note, Mike, I will tell you, um, we, we talk about people not wanting to spend $5.6 million per movie, <laughs> and there are two companies very, very n- uh, notorious for not doing Super Bowl spots, and they have uh-huh. also opted to sit out this year as well, and I'm talking about Warner Brothers and Sony Pictures, uh-huh. which, really, what did Sony have? Were they going to give us a Super Bowl Morbius trailer? I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Um Venom 2 has an opportunity for a tease, but I think they'd rather save that for the internet because that's hopefully, knock on wood, Mike, R-rated, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm really surprised Wonder Woman isn't taking an opportunity to be featured here with her big, you know, um, metal winged outfit that could probably be like a football gear. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm doing my best not to just be hyper hyper uh, stereotypical with, you know, a, a woman starring in a movie. Uh, just because uh, it's probably not it's probably not the best thing to be so reductive, but I feel like you could look at it either way. Like, oh, this is a this is a very attractive woman in a trailer. Put it in front of a football game; everyone <laughs> will watch it. Or it's like, oh no, it's a it's a movie for women. Don't advertise on the Super Bowl. I, I would imagine none of those are the case, and uh, it's just um, it, they're just sitting out, maybe saving their money for. Uh, who knows Comic Con? Maybe uh, does this well, come out before Comic Con? Actually, June. I mean, it, yeah, it's, that, it'll be yeah, here before we right. know it. Yeah, so maybe they're they're just uh, saving all of their money for a different sort of a uh, push. But uh, well, the first Wonder Woman made plenty of money, so I don't think they need the but, Super Bowl spot. To but be but if they they want to use um, the Mandalorian, that guy in that who's the villain in in Wonder Woman, like this is a good time to piggyback off that Disney Plus fame. You know, like, look, you like the Mandalorian? Uh, well, our guy's oh, here. Pe- Pedro Pascal trying to yeah. get that uh, facial facial recognition out there. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing we gotta do. Mike. The next thing, when the next Wonder Woman trailer comes out, we will Photoshop his helmet over him in every frame of the video and move it along <laughs> with it, so we'll know what it'll it's be, like. It'll be the superhero slate cut. Yeah, exactly. Uh, release it, I say. Release it. Uh, but that's about all I can. I mean, those are the two biggest studios I think that are, are sitting out right now. Um, the rest come from a multitude of studios, including Disney, of course, um, Universal, and Paramount. Um, so we're going to go through those. And I think the first biggest thing, what have we seen every Super Bowl for the past 10 years, Mike? Oh, we always get that Marvel trailer. <laughs> we get a Marvel trailer. I will tell you, one of my favorite memories, 
uh, I was at my uh, brother and sister-in-law's in 2012. They were not my brother and sister-in-law then. I was had no relation other than the fact that I was just friends with them for like 20 years at this point. <laughs> uh, and that first Avengers trailer came on, and I'm just glued, right? It's got, it's got the Avengers for the first time. They're fighting the Chitauri coming out of the hole. Uh, the the song in the background is Nine Inch Nails. We're in this together, which, you know, they're one of my favorite bands. I was in fucking nerd heaven for like 30 <laughs> seconds here. Uh, and then I will also remember the next year it was Iron Man 3 with his quote-unquote extended look, where it's just Robert Downey Jr. looking into the camera for a very long time. Oh, uh, like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, is this an indication of how this movie is going to go? And it kind of was. So um, this year we're getting the Black Widow. I think I'm pretty sure we're getting a Black Widow trailer. I don't think tickets will be on sale yet, but uh, I'm hoping to see some them pull out some footage we haven't seen yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like like you said, these are probably going to be thirty second trailers. They'll be listed on YouTube that night or possibly the next day as like a Super Bowl trailer or big game spot. Um, who knows? Some of these trailers also have extended versions if you go online and mm-hmm. watch them. So yeah, you got to bring new footage, or you're you're basically wasting your money in my mind. So in my uh, in my little prediction uh, section, uh, I'll, I I have a prediction for this trailer specifically. Specifically for this trailer, and one of my predictions yes. again, my predictions always like they use thirty seconds to push you to watch the longer version online because it's much cheaper that way. So mm-hmm. um, I think this if any movie is going to do it, it's definitely going to be Black Widow and Marvel's chance here. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Another movie that's actually releasing this trailer Friday, um, but then also putting it in the Super Bowl on Sunday is Fast Nine. Mike, I, is there this many movies in this franchise now? Have I have I missed <laughs> every movie between Fast One and Nine now? Yeah, I guess you have, man. Um, so what what's the premise? Are, are, what, what's going on with this? Are you excited for this? I mean, I heard they got better after the well, fifth one. I mean, these just aren't aren't for me. Like, I know people are like, turn your brain off and watch these. It, th- that trick just doesn't work on this franchise, but it is just kind of curious to see how they up the ante. So since this is one uh, we're expected to see, I, I do have a prediction in mind for this one as well. So stay tuned for my Black Widow and Fast 9 predictions. But I, it's kind of sad that this is going to drop on Friday because, I mean, the Internet's going to have all day to talk about it. And then when it crops back up on Sunday, is Twitter really going to sink their teeth into it during the game? Are people going to be retweeting the twa- trailer? Unless they do something a little unconventional and they release maybe the teaser trailer on Friday and then like a whole full-fledged trailer oh, on a, Sunday. That's expensive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, that these movies make a lot of money, though, so they might be able to afford it. It's true. It's true. And then they're, they're still going. I mean, what was they had a spinoff this year, right? Hobbs and Shaw. So technically this is like mm-hmm. the 10th movie in the franchise at this point. Um, and, and that's just wild. I mean, why would you release it early? Why would you ruin any big reveals, any big talking points on Sunday? I don't know. Maybe they're concerned about you know the competition, uh, which we'll talk about below. But I don't know. I like how I like how we just don't assume that the competition to all of these things is the football game itself. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not, Mike. Uh, fun fact. Uh, I'm gonna throw another fun fact in here. The Tennessee Titans, who almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. They use one of our machines. They have they have our equipment that we sell. Hey, they're, they're there you go. Got to get your office to sponsor this podcast. Uh, no, they won't do that. But, uh, <laughs> but we almost, I mean, that would have been a really good tie-in for the Super Bowl. But, yeah. Um, one of the shows, uh, next P- Pixar's next big movie, Soul, is rumored to have a trailer this weekend. Uh-huh. I believe they've had, a, like, a little teaser so far, right? It's about music. 
Uh, yeah, it's a yeah jazz music, musician kind of uh, losing his life, turning into a soul. Feels very Inside Out esque. Uh, but uh, we've mentioned this on the show before. As 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 well made as Pixar movies can be, usually the trailers are just really really bad. I don't know what it is. I don't know what their mythology or methodology is for cutting a trailer. If they do it in house or if they send it to somebody else or if they're just trying to reach a different market, but. I feel like I've never watched a Pixar trailer and have been ex- excited and ecstatic. Oh, so maybe this is the year to change it. <laughs> I like, I really do like Inside Out. I mean, I, I really do. And the music gets me every time. But that trailer mm-hmm. did not make me want to see that movie at all. I was mm-hmm. like, why would, I, would anyone go watch this stupid thing with Amy Poehler voicing the main character? But it's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love Amy Poehler, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the well, trailers uh, usually aren't the best selling uh, tool for Pixar. Exactly, and this is one of those things. You know, have you ever seen that meme where it's like Toy Story is like, what if toys had feelings, and mm-hmm. Wally's like, what if robots had feelings, and then Inside Out was like, what if feelings had feelings, and this mm. was what if you know music had feelings, probably. So what if what if ghosts had feelings? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But either way, that's what Soul's going to be. That's November release, and you know that's a November release. That does make me kind of want to speculate here, Mike. Are we going to get an? Um, is it Eternals? Yes, the Eternals trailer. <laughs> I was like, am I yeah. calling them the right thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you call You know, you know more about them than I than I do. Uh, I've called I'm them Immortals, to... and I'm like, that's not it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a teaser trailer that would be like the perfect opportunity. It's Camille, isn't a teaser it? trailer, shirtless. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty funny because I mean, Bla- Black Widow. Uh, you know, I personally think it's just going to be a 30 second spot since we just got a trailer not too long ago. Mm-hmm. But um, during a football I, game. I could, I could see the Eternals also just being like a 30 second spot. Maybe that's how Marvel and uh, Disney looked at it. You know, they're like, hey, we're going to do two live action trailers, uh, two 30 second spots. Well, Let's go. I mean, the Eternals has so many big names, right? Like, um, you know, um, two of the Stark kids from Game of Thrones, um, mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, uh, Camille Nanjiani. Like, they have all these big names and huge, fascinating looking, like, you know, god creatures in this, right? The Celestials. So. I can see like a highlight reel kind of thing. And you know what? It's strategically a good idea too because you're introducing a whole new group of people that even less uh, consumers have heard of. I mean, I would argue that more people knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy when they came out as compared to the Eternals. So this would be a good idea to introduce uh, pretty much the entire world to the Eternals for, you know, for at least 30 seconds. And then maybe a, in a month or two after um, Black Widow comes out or whatever with, the next... With Black Widow, yeah. W- yeah, whatever the next big property is at Disney, we'll get that full-fledged Eternals trailer. Yeah, yeah. There's an opportunity here. But in the meantime, in March, we have the next uh, Disney animated movie, right? Um, with Onward, the uh, Tom Holland mm-hmm. and Chris Pratt voiced vehicle here where uh, what if your dad is just legs? kind of <laughs> Just legs. My dad is legs. <laughs> Surprise, your dad's legs. Um, it's in a fantasy world. Uh, their dad's dead. They can bring him back for a day with this magical staff. It looks like it's interrupted halfway through. And lo and behold, these two, um, are they like trolls or ogres or creatures of this world need to have an adventure to, to bring yeah. it back to life. Now, I will have to contradict myself. This is the first time a Pixar trailer has ever surprised me because I did enjoy the reveal of just like, oh, wow, this movie's about legs. This is going to be really funny. So, yeah, I imagine a trailer with a little is bit it? more footage. The, the billboards for Onward have started to come up around town. 
So I could see the trailer possibly having a ticket push, say like, oh, Gil, get your tickets now, well, a little bit of immediacy to it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think it was Pixar because it was so funny. I thought this was a straight Disney. Yeah, it does seem like a slight departure. Maybe Disney is just trying to, uh, I mean, Pixar, maybe they're just trying to flex a little bit, you know, trying to stretch, you know, reach a well, larger market. Who knows? Well, I don't know much about Soul, but I will tell you, if you have Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, you better make it funny. And, and yep. you don't make it a serious trailer. So um, I do enjoy the hissing unicorns. I think they're funny because they're like <laughs> So I want to see this world. I want to visit it in March. Uh, another trailer that's dropped, I'm pretty sure, today um, before the Super Bowl, um, because this scared everybody else, is Sonic the Hedgehog, Mike. Uh, we're definitely going to get a spot for it. I think that's the spot that dropped today. It's our Super Bowl spot for Sonic the Hedgehog. Are you excited? Are you putting on your red <laughs> shoes and running to the theater to watch Sonic the Hedgehog on Valentine's Day? I mean, my opinion has not changed on Sonic. You're so excited, even be- yeah. Even before the character design. We both agree. I don't <laughs> think a character design can save this movie um i i do uh watch uh the youtube channel game grumps every once in a while and sometimes they'll bring on celebrity guests to play a video game with them and they brought on ben schwartz the voice of uh, sonic the hedgehog onto the show and it was just kind of nice uh, ben schwartz he's a cool guy he's really funny i've liked the stuff that well, he's been in so i i will at the very least enjoy hear hearing ben schwartz as sonic well he uh, ben schwartz was also in the modok show we talked about last week as one of the voices so mm-hmm. i mean he's doing the I saw this really random theory, tangent on Sonic here, that the original design of Sonic was that he was like an alternate universe of the James Marsden character. So he looked like James Marsden. That's why he had that human look and teeth approach to him. Oh, God. That, that there is were a some, bizarre like, idea. Universes were connected or parallel like that. Oh, my God. That's an awful idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you think Sonic <laughs> couldn't get any worse, hear what we thought was going to happen. Um, I'm excited uh, to see Jim Carrey's robotic, though. I'll give yeah. that. Well, one last uh, Ben Schwartz tidbit in case I forget yes. to put it in the news episode, which is probably where it belongs normally. He actually did some punch up on the Rise of the Skywalker movie. He said that he's, I guess he's buddy with J.J. Abrams and he asked him to kind of look over the script and add some jokes in kind of ADR off screen. Uh, he didn't particularly say which jokes he, he he had in there, but he said he had four jokes in the movie. So I don't know if that's going to change anybody's opinion about the movie for good or for worse. But uh, Ben Schwartz has his DNA on that movie. That is, that is, you know, com- he, he's now complicit in this movie. <laughs> um, was he the voice? Of, did he use something with Do? Is that what he was doing? Because oh, they like to wait comedians <laughs> to voice the droids or do stuff with yeah. the droids. So who knows? Yep. I started watching the cartoon version of Mulan this week, and oh. um, I. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. I now understand this reference. I just never kind of glossed over it. But the live-action Mulan is rumored to have a trailer this weekend as well. Um, this is turning out to be quite the different uh, live-action version of its of its animated thing. I think people really, really, really like the music uh, to Mulan, and they're kind of disappointed that they're not singing in this movie, but it'll be instrumental. But I don't know how you feel about Mulan, Mike. I mean, I'm not trying to get uh, too worldly... Uh, right now, but uh, China for the last couple months to a year has kind of been under uh, a really scrutinous spotlight, and some some good things, some not so good things, have kind of been coming out of that uh, country. And this is a very uh, very much China forward movie, and we all know Disney is trying to play nice with that very large market, so it can make as much money as possible on its box office returns. So I don't know. I, I kind of just have a sour light on the poli- on the politics of. 
China, not the not the people of China. I'm just saying like the policies over there. And I, I don't know. I I know it doesn't intertwine as much. This I'm gonna is pull still you, very I'm much. It's still very you, Mike. It's still very much an American film. But uh, just overall, I'm just kind of like I'm I'm always soured on these live action Disney movies, and all of this extra stuff doesn't necessarily help me. You know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see the connection, but I mean, I also live in a Disney world where we don't care about outside of Disney or Marvel things here. So, um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I think it's interesting. It's more like a, literally a war movie. Um, but they were like, we can't have a talking dragon. It's too weird. But then they had this lady doing magic and I'm like, yeah, there's like a flying witch in it. Well, yeah. well you can't have the dragon, but you can have the flying witch. I just, disappointment all around, Mike disappointment all around. Uh, surprise hit of, uh, I think, what, two years ago? Um, a Quiet Place, the sequel to Quiet Place 2, is hitting uh, this year. I think in a couple months, isn't it? Um, so uh, the sequel is uh, going to have a trailer during the Super Bowl. And I'm interested to kind of revisit this world a little bit. Yeah, I think they had a teaser trailer or some sort of trailer a yeah. few weeks ago. I don't know how how long the trailer was because I think I avoided it. Not because I, I loved the first movie, but I was just trying to, you know, uh, stay dark on it, you know, not right. know too much about it, just enjoy it a little bit more. But it sounds like I'm not going to be able to avoid it. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious where it will go. So um, it seems like in 30 seconds, hopefully they won't give too much away. So uh, looking forward to where this one takes us. Yeah, it looks like it's going to – I mean, from what I've heard is that this is going to go forward past the first movie, but also revisit these aliens, like, taking over the world kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. And I can – to be completely honest th- – People are going to crucify me online, but I get a lot of Tremors vibes from that first movie. Like, you can't make noise and these creatures will get Mm. you out of nowhere kind of deal. I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad vibe. It's just I I miss Tremors, Mike. Yeah, I actually have a – we have a really close friend out here who professionally works in the uh, audio space uh, for film and television. And uh, the first thing I did when when we left this movie, the next time I saw him, I asked him what he thought about the film. And he loved it just for the pure sake of just the the sound design uh, in the movie. So, yeah, it's just a unique experience going into that movie. And I will definitely be checking out the second one in theaters because that was a fun communal experience to be in a theater with with a bunch of people just don't bring any loud snacks because they're even louder when at the theater is almost dead Man, silent. You know what you ought to bring? You remember those little plastic bags or the, like foil bags and they have like a thing inside you break it and they start swelling up and they pop really loudly? What on earth are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, like those little foil bags, right? They're close. Inside is like something it's like kind of like salt and vinegar is what I fear. And you pop it and they start swelling and they just essentially oh. just pop. Uh, oh that God. would be fantastic to have in oh, the I, theater. I, like I, I think I'll go on eBay and try to find one of those discontinued sun chip bags that were basically made from aluminum foil. The loudest things on the planet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying you just <laughs> pop right there in the middle of the theater. People will probably scream like a little girl. Maybe on your second showing. Don't do it on the first one. But it's an opportunity. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is doing another movie. Um, I don't know what this one's called. I don't know why. I didn't think these movies were making them any money. <laughs> Um, I had this weird moment where uh, Amazon Prime for a while just had the first two seasons of Spongebob and then they added a couple more I think maybe they have the first five or six seasons on Amazon Prime so I went back and you know feeling nostalgic and I was watching some of them and I started to realize I kind of stopped watching Spongebob after 
partway into season three. So I, I, I only know a very small percentage of SpongeBob at this point. I've never seen any of the movies. But uh, one thing that is cool, the animation style for this new SpongeBob SquarePants movie is different. Like the aesthetic is very unique. Um, it has a totally different look to it. Uh, so that's cool that at least they're trying to innovate there. Well, uh, the I, last I, I one can't... was a superhero one, and I think they like had live action portions of it or something like that. Yeah, I think th- I think they had live action portions in the first one too, because that's where that giant David Hasselhoff like uh, prop. Well, yeah, that you well, see the first, the first on one the internet. had the humans right, but like the second, like they did like three D lifelike models on mm-hmm. of, of like superhero SpongeBob on land kind of deal, not just like. Oh, hey, here's the regular version. But um, apparently it's called Sponge on the Run. Hmm. All right. I don't know. Does he lose Gary or something? I thought maybe I saw the trailer and he's trying to find Gary. Who knows? I don't know. Mm. I, I probably won't see this in theaters. But if it, you know, if it pops up on like to, Netflix or something like that, I'll give it a, I'll give it a watch. To tie this back to uh, our first trailer, uh, Scarlett Johansson voiced the, um, the I guess, the princess in the first movie who was helping SpongeBob uh, go get whatever he was looking for, the golden spatula right. probably. So... Uh, sure. She start. She came from modest beginnings, Mike. Modest beginnings. You can, you can say whatever princesses. you want. I believe you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Um, everyone's really clamoring for this. Is taking the pre-game spot, the cheaper of the movie uh, trailer spots. Um, I, I have no interest in this movie at all. Even though we sat in that panel at Comic Con, Mike. Yeah, we got to see the we got to see the trailer uh, before the rest of the world uh, when we went yeah. to Comic Con, and we got we snuck in the Hall H before it got too crazy for that whole weekend. So yeah, I think I go oh, I got as much hype extracted from the franchise as possible. I wasn't a huge Top Gun uh, guy growing up, so all right, Top Gun Maverick, sure, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's about it's about his kid and Goose's kid, and Goose's kid is played by the annoying guy who played uh, Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four reboot. And I'm just like, I don't like you anyway. So, <laughs> didn't help it. Uh, lastly, of the expected trailers here, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Oh, Is this God. another prequel to the Minions Yeah, franchise? I never saw the Minions, the first one. Uh, it made a bunch of money. I think it made more money than the Despicable Me movies, possibly. Uh, or it was very close tie so uh this one could possibly make more money you know they're throwing Gru in there i mean i i love steve carell i think that guy is hilarious he's a genius i love the office um but i do not understand where he came up with that voice for Gru. it just is so grating to me it's like nails on a chalkboard so it's so hard for me to watch any sort of Gru in despicable me because it's just like why did you choose that voice i'm glad you're getting paid man sure but I don't understand it. <laughs> I I hate Minions memes, Mike. That is like the oh, bane of God. my existence, right? But I love the idea of the, fir- the first Minions movie. I did watch it. They are completely idiotic henchmen. Like they are completely incompetent to where like they end up getting their owner or the- their evil person killed every time, which is hilarious to me. But I also don't like they speak some sort of broken Portuguese either like <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening but this looks like to be a pre a sequel to the prequel but still a prequel to the first one sure this, sure. Is, Rogue, this is the Rogue one of the Minions <laughs> franchise Mike right right there in the middle of things so I I will give them one uh one prop is the animation is usually uh really really solid I'm uh, the, you know the visuals have never been the problem uh, <laughs> illumination right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also did what Sing, I believe, and a couple other ones. Uh, Secret Life of Pets, and um, did they Will Smith? Did they do the one that's Will Smith as a pigeon? No, Spy? I think that was Sky. Okay. I think that was Sky Dance, possibly. Okay, Skynet. <laughs> sure, Skynet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the list of trailers I got, Mike. I can't think of anything else. Do you got anything else off the top of your head? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Nothing I've heard of. Because, like I said, that Brian Cranston commercial, I don't even know what the commercial is for because I keep scrolling past it. I know there's supposed to be a Little Caesars uh, commercial from mm-hmm. uh, Rain Wilson, but I don't really know what the premise of it is. So props to Little Caesars for being able to afford a commercial on their cheap-ass pizza. But, pizza, uh, pizza. <laughs> $5, $5 hot and ready's, Mike, all day long. Um, do you... The only one I didn't include in here that might have an opportunity, but I doubt it, is, in fact, New Mutants. Um, I don't think they're going to spend that kind of money on it. So, Oh, uh, God, that would be shocking. Um. <laughs> that that might be one that they, they, they just put online later um, and say, hey, did you catch our Super Bowl spot? Me neither. So um, there it is. <laughs> but I think that's it. I think that's all we got, Mike. Now we want to get into something that we haven't done before because usually we're recording this on Sunday, literally right before the game. Um, is some predictions, and, and we call them Mike's predictions and Chris's corner, because yeah, I like right. alliteration. Yeah, so I'll, I'll walk on over to your corner right now. So, uh, Chris, give me your predictions. I'm looking at them right now, but for the audience, this is a podcast. It's an audio medium. So, uh, so uh, read them off here, explain them a little bit, and I'll I'll see if I agree with any. Of okay. Them. Well, in, in worst case scenario, we will just swap back and forth, Mike, because I don't want to talk forever. Um, so my first thing is, I've already seen this, but I mean, I kind of knew it was coming. It was a Rick and Morty commercial. Um, huh. I don't know what they're sponsoring. I don't know what they're doing. But knowing the zeitgeist of Rick and Morty and how most people, like, they take breaks, like long breaks between seasons, and then they just do a bunch of one-off commercials with the characters, I think it's a very interesting kind of thing where these characters have transcended their show to become fourth wall breaking characters yeah i've been avoiding a lot of rick and morty lately just because i'm waiting for the whole current season to be out so i can just binge it all um but i think they've been they did a something this week on the internet i've seen rick and morty and like pringles somehow crossing maybe that's the commercial yeah, I don't know if that's the commercial or if maybe I don't know. Pringles is probably owned by a larger subsidiary. They did maybe a they're doing King a couple commercial of last year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they've done commercials before, and I think the guys here is that Justin Roiland will only do commercials if he has probably 99 percent creative control and he gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, that guy's on because a roll. yeah, because I mean they got like what they got renewed for like seven more seasons. They don't need Pringles money, so they're just doing it for the for the lulls. He's, if you he's, will. he's doing it for the lifetime supply of Pringles. Yeah, there and, you go. And all these food to... companies are like, can you do for us what you did for the Szechuan sauce at McDonald's? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Like we want to be, we want to be so in demand we can't keep up with it. They're probably the reason they ran out of Popeyes chicken sandwiches, Mike. I just don't know it. Yet. <laughs> there you go. Um, coming from a background of advertising commercials, I will tell you there's going to be some sort of romantic journey between a man and his truck. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right, and and you know I'll, I'll piggyback off of your man and his truck because I kind of have a pseudo car related one where I feel like every year some sort of luxury car brand like will co-sponsor like a short film or something that has their vehicle in it and it's usually like a, a very moody uh, commercial that's very serious and then at the very end of it they say go online to watch our short film and it's just like no I'm not going to watch your short film I might be slightly entertained by a man in his truck <laughs> depending what the man and the truck is doing but no Porsche I'm not going to go online and watch your short film that you paid like 
like ten million dollars for David Fincher to make. You know, I don't care. Watch Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> Cadillac commercial. Uh, oh wow! Thing online. So I, I think that there's always. I mean, I don't know if it's going. It's probably going to be Chevy Silverado um, and the dude in his truck just having the time of their lives or something like that. So um, I expect that. I think it's time for a return of the Budweiser Clydesdales, Mike. I we I don't think we've seen those in a, in a year or two. Yeah, usually they they kind of like pair them with like a cute dog or like a pet or something like that, right? Or I think one year didn't they do like somebody did like a very serious take on like supporting uh, immigration in America. I don't even remember what brand yeah. that was, so I guess that was a waste of money to try to align yourself with a with what what I personally believe is a noble cause. So, like I don't remember what brand it was, but wasn't it um do you remember the actor though? Wasn't it like John Cena? Wasn't he the guy that was narrating oh, for, I don't know. for be... Yeah, so I don't I don't remember what the brand was, but who knows, maybe it could have been Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think we're we're going to have a lot of Budweiser commercials um uh, but, you know, the Clydesdales deserve their return. They also use our machines, Mike. I will tell you that right now. Work. We, we have photos with them. They're, those are big horses. They're fucking huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I can piggyback off of this one as yeah. well. I, I'm predicting some sort of, like, um, new alcoholic invention, uh, like, or relatively new. So they'll either be, like, a big ad for, like, White Claw or, like, maybe even, it, like, an al- or like an alcoholic is, kombucha or something is, like is that. Is it the Budweiser seltzers? Are, you, are, are we going to predict the Budweiser seltzers? Are gonna who, have commercials? who knows? It, it could be White Claw just because they're the most popular, so they might want to get into the – they want might want to stay on top of the game. Or it could be somebody new entering the marketplace. But, you know, even though White Claw was really popular last summer, and I'm sure it'll stick around for a while, it's not really the, the new hotness. So I'm trying to think of what's the weirdest alcoholic thing I've seen lately, and there's, like – alcoholic kombucha which i know kombucha is like fermented whatever the hell it is so technically it doesn't have a little bit of alcohol in it but now you can actually get like uh kombucha with like high alcohol per volume so it's like an actual like party drink so who knows maybe you might see kombucha for the first time in the super bowl gonna get tore up on that mike being healthy and getting drunk at the same time I think we are also in the purveyance of smart devices, and Alexa is going to be in some commercial doing some crazy shit that she doesn't actually <laughs> do in real life. They're just using her for it. Like, I don't know, is she, is she driving a, is she flying a plane, or is she, you know, milking cows? I, I don't know. What what is Alexa going to be doing this this year, Mike? Yeah, wasn't last year? Wasn't she like in a car? Like they had a bunch of commercials at some point in time where like. Uh, some famous football player and I think a, a famous country star were like in a garage, like, oh, Alexa's on my dashboard now. Uh, I don't know if that was Super Bowl. It or wasn't not, Super Bowl. Last, yeah, last summer they came out with the in car, the the Apple CarPlay versions of Alexa's. Um, uh, okay. I thought that was the uh, the guy who who does the voiceover for Lemony Snicket, um, David Putty in Seinfeld. <laughs> Either way. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I think we're gonna get an Alexa commercial for sure. Amazon's got that money to drop in there for Alexa. Yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, technology, I'm I'm guessing that there's going to be some sort of a Quibi or maybe another streaming service, like a, a fringe streaming service, like going all in on a commercial. Like maybe it's Peacock, maybe it's Quibi, maybe HBO Max comes out with a commercial. It's, it's uh, epics. They're just doing the pay. <laughs> you, you know, just like somebody trying to get their uh, name out there and, and compete. You know, I, Quibi probably has the best angle on it. Just 
just because you can actually show something on the screen. You can show somebody holding their phone, turning it, turning it, and getting another view of what they're watching. So, I mean, Quibi's launching pretty soon. So, uh, I mean, that's my Silicon Valley hedging my bets there. All right. All right. Well, in that note, if, since we're talking Silicon Valley and something that needs to be popular, I'm thinking we're going to get one commercial with no minimum three celebrities in it, like a, a very okay. big, like star, a, star-studded commercial. Yeah, if the product isn't the focus; it's these celebrities is all you're going to be talking about. Three of them minimum in one commercial, all possibly right. more. All right. Well. Um... I mean, I, 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 that's happened before. I, you were just talking about Alexa. Alexa did have a commercial a few years ago where it was like a literal party, and Alexa was there and surrounded like by a bunch of like A-list celebrities. So who knows? You might get both of those in uh, off of one bullet point there. Uh, but uh, speaking of uh, celebrities, uh, uh, circling back around to my Black Widow guess is I think you you mentioned that. Uh, so I won't be. I don't fully have this I'll credit over this idea. But uh, sooner or later, we're going to get a reveal of Taskmaster's face because mm-hmm. he has that he has that face shield on. And uh, who, we might both agree. I don't know. I'll see what you think. But I, I think that's going to be a celebrity reveal because why hide the face unless it's somebody mm-hmm. well-known? So maybe well, we'll see an iconic celebrity when he ta- takes that mask you off. You need that, oh, shit, I need to tell everybody about this moment in that commercial, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't say, well, that'll be it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if it was Pedro Pascal? Oh He's God. just always the guy behind the mask. He's always <laughs> the guy behind the mask now. He, it's not even him. They actually just got his face. They've mapped, 3D mapped it onto somebody else the whole mm-hmm. time. Uh, in that point, I'm going to go the other way, and we are going to see these stupid commercials about jewel pods and e-cigarettes killing <laughs> you. Uh, All right, th- yeah, we're gonna that see could some, be possible. We've talked about you know people doing the, um, you know, I guess adv- advocating for commercials and you know, while we are not a smoking household, uh, you know, you do what you want. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but we will probably see some paid for by the, you know, ad companies of America that jewel pods will kill you and they'll try to make it, you know, seem funny, but it's not at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everyone will ignore it because it's one of those bummer commercials. Like there's always a bummer commercial that you're just like, Oh man, that really ripped my heart out. Sometimes they, sometimes they work. Sometimes they, they don't the bummers. But, um, I think speaking of bummers, I think somebody's going to try to make some sort of like bipartisan, politics comedy commercial where somebody's gonna poke fun at like oh both sides are just as bad as each other and we should all just drink a pepsi and ignore our whole country sinking uh into the abyss of uh of whatever is coming in november so uh and i imagine it's just going to be an awful commercial uh similar to that pepsi commercial where what was it? One of the Kardashians was just like, this Pepsi will fix everything. Man, I keep uh, thinking of that Steve Carell <laughs> commercial from last year with Cardi B and somebody else. Oh, yeah. I, so uh, maybe we could also roll into a prediction of a just a, just a, a socially detached Pepsi. Just the company it just does not understand mm-hmm. what the world needs right they, now. Pepsi so. has turned their hat around. And they've pulled that chair backwards, and they're sitting down like, hey, kids, we're cool, too. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, the the commercial I think we're gonna see the most is it's tax time, and then they're gonna try oh, to com- yeah. combine it with like an insurance ad. Um, so use your tax return for mayhem like me, kind of dude. 
Um, oh, you're talking like a cro- a crossover event, a branded crossover. Yeah, event. well, it wouldn't even say like I'm not thinking like Turbo Tax, but like you know, you're getting like, hey, you know, with that tax refund, you should spend it on oh, insurance. I see what you're saying. Now, speaking of tax time, uh, I don't know. I don't know all of the details, but I think like the Supreme Court just ruled on something that said uh, the U.S. government can finally make its own online tax portal because I think for a while the tax industry was lobbying against it because they wanted you to go to them. So. I could see a gigantic TurboTax ad trying to remind people, no, don't go use that government website that they build next year. Keep using mm-hmm. ours. So, uh, yeah. And, and speaking of just like taxes and all that stuff, uh, we're probably going to get like some commercial for a bank. I feel like there's always a bank that has a lot of money that's just trying to remind you that, you know, they're not the worst things in, in the world so just stay tuned for a really underwhelming commercial about a bank um, or like a financial mortgage lenders you know? yeah exactly and you're just gonna roll your eyes and be like next one please those are the type of commercials that sink into people's brain and then they go like man the commercials are never funny anymore yeah. you know that that's that's usually the culprit a lot of swinging a lot of missing here that's for sure uh, i just added one bullet point to mind i always forget that they're gonna do GoDaddy commercials and, oh, and for the longest Go time Daddy. you're like what the hell is GoDaddy selling is it race cars are they selling Danica Patrick <laughs> is it sexy women eating cheeseburgers on cars I don't know what they're selling they sell websites and hosting but it's going to be a GoDaddy <laughs> commercial that doesn't say buy your website it's going to be something completely different <laughs> I guarantee you that one of those Mike well uh, uh, I don't think I have anything to oh, roll you off do. of that one uh, well uh, which one Oh, yeah, Monster.com. I feel like a monster is always at the Super Bowl. And I keep hearing uh, about uh, uh, about hiring sites. I feel like every other podcast I listen to, like a Zip Recruiter or a Monster is sponsoring them. So I could see uh, some sort of hiring site trying to get into the mix, trying to convince you to quit whatever job you have and go find another one that you know suits your personality more. So uh, look out for those big, corporate, boring commercials. Like, I don't know, sometimes Monster ones can kind of be funny, but... But it's like a flip of a coin. Right. Name name a monster commercial you remember in the Super Bowl. I, I, I the only thing I ever <laughs> the only thing I ever remember is like the mascot, like the actual monster. I don't really ever remember what it does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They don't they don't either. Um I want you to read read your big one here in the middle of your list, Mike, because I I've got I've got a comment on this one. Okay, well, before I get to that one, I'll lump it together with my other. I have like two food-related predictions. One, there's obviously always a Mountain Dew and Doritos commercial, and my theory, uh, which I'm pretty sure holds true 99% of the time, you're only going to see some dudes in it, just bro dudes, because that's all they're trying to market well, Doritos and uh, Mountain uh, Dew to. Actually, my comment goes for both of these. So, the only commercial I've accidentally seen was Doritos related. So I'm, uh-huh. I'm not going to say anything else. And go on to your next one. Yeah, but it's always just dudes. And the second one, I mean, this one was trending on Twitter earlier this week, which was bizarre, which was a uh, rest in peace, Mr. Peanut. Uh, they produced. Now, this is one of the few times where releasing your trailer ahead of time works because this is like the preamble and we're going to get the resolution on Sunday. So apparently Mr. Peanut, 
died like trying to save his uh, trying to save his friends while careening off of a cliff in a vehicle. So uh, his friends escape. I think they might have been celebrities. I'm pretty or sure at it was Wesley like, Snipes. One of them was Wesley Snipes. I'm pretty. Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't re- I don't remember, but the the humans make it out alive. Mr. Peanut careens off a cliff, and the last thing we see is the. Is it the peanut mobile? Is that what he's driving? Yeah, they're driving it, and then his his limb breaks, and he falls. And like, oh, we can save him, and then the car blows up. (laughs) Yeah, explodes. So, um, obviously, Mr. Peanut's not dead. Uh, I believe he is still alive, and out of the explosion, this is an advertisement for a roasted peanut and you know maybe they want to get fun with it maybe it changes his personality because he's always been kind of like a hoity-toity monocle type guy so maybe like the accident will have changed him and i don't know maybe, maybe oh he'll goodness. be funny now or he'll he's be gonna radical go from monopoly guy to like fucking macho man randy savage slim Jim yeah kind of peanut <laughs> yeah or like x Games skateboard it would be so stupid but like i'm surprised i'm this invested in mr peanut man that blew that was this is this is advertising on another level with this mr peanut thing because ain't nobody <laughs> care about mr peanut in years all right that first and foremost the only thing i can remember seeing in the in the the store with him on it is cheese balls right now planters cheese oh, balls. yep cheese balls so um i that's it's, it's wild that 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 this is even hitting the zeitgeist but man i gotta know what happened to mr peanut what's what's in it's a, is it is, is the son is is he cloned even i i don't know what's what's next? i mean even even the even the hashtag on twitter had its own custom emoji like when you're promoting like a movie out there so Props to making peanuts a thing again. <laughs> yeah, especially with so many allergies around the world. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, wrap it up, Mike. Tell us your last ones here. Wrap it up. Last two that I think are a little bit more related to the show that that we do here every single week. So we mentioned Fast 9 earlier. I think this will be the – this trailer will finally c- – confirm space in some way everyone's been saying it well the only thing they can do now is go to space so i don't know if we'll see like a hint to it like a rocket launch or like nasa will be involved in some way but i feel like they're finally going to space and all of the twitter reactions are going to be what we all expect oh i knew it they finally did it all right let's go like this this franchise is crazy so uh i think we'll finally get space confirmation and the super bowl is the place to do it do you not i mean did they not do space suits and hobbs and shaw did they do spacesuits? I, I well, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these Fast and Furious movies have has done like a hel- helio jump. I think that's what they call it. Oh yeah, where you they, just skydive from where you, where you skydive from like very 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 high up yeah. for where you basically need a spacesuit. But yeah, I think it's about time they go to space. If they don't do it this movie, I mean, you got to do it in Fast it, it, Ten, right? If you've made it to ten movies, they're J- going there eventually. Jason X was in space. For those, you know, mm. Friday the Thirteenth movies, I tell you what, you got a point here. Do the Helio jumps ratio to the Earth first when there wins? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we we got something going yeah. here, so stay tuned for that. And my my last one. This has only so, ever happened one time before. You stole this from me <laughs> because I was gonna write it down. I'm like. Oh, you did? Okay. I, I did. I wrote it down, and I'm like, they're not going to do this. And then Go I deleted I'll, I'll, it. I'll let, I'll let you take it, Chris. Go uh, well, ahead. That's fine. So Netflix dropped the Cloverfield Paradox, what, two years ago, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Right of, after the Super Bowl. One, like the first trailer, no one knew this movie was made. They debuted it during the, the, the Super Bowl, and then you could watch it immediately on Netflix. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. But, like, will do the streaming services have the balls to do this again? Any of them, not just Netflix. Like, could Disney I mean, Plus I, drop something? 
I like the idea you floated earlier of New Mutants possibly dropping on a, um, a trailer. What if they didn't drop a trailer? What if they freaking uh, dropped the movie on Disney Plus? That would be pretty shocking. That would be pretty exciting. Uh, but yeah, it's some sort of surprise. Like, here you go. Here is content fully formed that you can enjoy. You know, maybe it won't be uh, like a movie. Maybe it could be like an album from like an artist. That wouldn't excite me too much, but we know Beyonce has done it before so the dark horse prediction is a mystery drop a bonus oh. witcher episode right out of nowhere Ooh, that would be actually that would be interesting yeah yeah like we made this you didn't know about it we filmed it with the rest of them but you thought it was just cut scenes no it's a full episode here you go or that show <laughs> dracula or whatever that's on netflix right now that everyone's like up in arms about so I don't know. Well, I, 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 I agree. I think, well, can they do it again? Or was the Cloverfield Paradox literally the only time they could ever do that and get people to watch that movie? And we won't yeah. fall for it again. Or are you listening to this after Sunday and you're just trying to figure out, oh, they're so wrong. Why are they even talking? Why'd they record this episode? Oh, uh, God, we are. You know? Yeah. All I have to say is just I'm glad you're listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'm going to try to put this up tonight. So maybe you're listening to it on Friday before the Super Bowl and uh you're just uh you're just excited to to be hearing us and, and thinking about all these things and maybe you got ideas. If you got ideas before Sunday, you got to send them to us. But to send them to us, you got to follow us every week, Mike. And how can they follow you to start with? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design. You can see my uh, web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, uh, check me out on Twitter and um, Instagram. That's the other one. I was like, what's that other social Instagram? media account that I'm on? Uh, but, Chris, if, want, if people want to catch up with you, see how your air fryer is going, where can they find no, you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, you can also head over to ComicUI. Again, I'm less or exactly a month away from C2E2. So many excited for so many people to be there. It's going to be a party time. We've got super fans going, Mike. We've got regular listeners going. Every listener is a super fan in my book. So I'm not, I'm going to, everyone's a super fan. I'm going to see you there. We're going to have a good time. Um, Mike, if people want to send us their ideas and suggestions for the Super Bowl or just yell at us how wrong we are on Monday, despite <laughs> us being several days early, where can they do that at? Uh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Like Chris said, we love hearing from you. If you've got any, like, must-have Super Bowl snacks, send them in, and maybe we'll make them if we got room in our tum-tums on Sunday. Uh, and stay tuned. If you're a super fan, what super fans really do, if you want to be a super fan of the show, is stay tuned and come back on Sunday and join us as we uh, revisit all of the things uh, that we watched during the Super Bowl. And also, normal news, like, just normal superhero entertainment news happens the week before the Super Bowl, and we'll be talking about that too. Yes, we will, and um, I think it's been a pretty good week. We've been talking about it a lot in our group chat, so hopefully, uh, we can we can keep that momentum going on the show on Sunday. So we will catch you after the Super Bowl. May your best team win. All right, bye everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here for. Oh, an occasional zinger, I know. <laughs> <laughs>